Welcome back to Tree Talk, episode 151. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Um, another busy weekend of club football championship to look forward to and to look back on last week's action. We have Komogi and ladies football to look at as well, so do stay tuned. The impression the game we get all with what you put in, it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for pounds worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, wow. Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the Saturday game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it and that's it. No ifs, no buts. There was obviously a couple of games last night in the Intermediate Football Championship. We'll look at them later on in the podcast. We'll start with the Senior Football Championship and start with Group 1. And this Saturday, it's going to be my own Ballysteen versus Galtic Gales. And as a result of Galtic Gales' win over St. Kieran's last weekend, both teams are true to the knockout stages prior to the game. Obviously, the winners will top the table. And face second in Group Two, the losers will face the group winners in Group Two. You were at Galtic Gales win over St. Kieran's, twelve points to one eight. Um, Galtic Gales started very strong, then Kieran's came back into it, and they were leading by two with time running out. But three on the bounce from Galtic won the game for them. And I suppose in their second year, the first game of their second year back up, Matt, a huge win for. A huge win, Jack. Um, uh, there was a palpable sense of relief in the Gales camp immediately afterwards. Um, I, I hadn't realised um, before the game how tense they were about the game. Um, I I saw them last, last year in the semi-final of the relegation battle and and um, uh, I, I knew that, that, that there would be very, very little in it because there was very little in it on that occasion. Um, but St. Kieran's were that little bit more experienced last year. But the Gales turned it around on this occasion. Now, Dara Tracy, among others, was missing from uh, from uh, St. Kieran's. But the Gales, the Gales started off absolutely flying. And they, they had four points up on the board before um, St. Kieran's realised that the game was on. And uh, St. Kieran's really didn't score until the last kick before the water break when Anthony Molno got a very good goal, a very, very important goal. But the Gales had come back and they, they, they had led by a point at halftime. But John Hayes was in great form, both from play and from trees. And you're right, on the home straight, they had nudged two points ahead. But Bob Giles came up with two points for um, for um, Galtie Gales to level it. You sense at this stage we were what in the 67th minute of the of the the game. Now there was a nice bit of time added on because there was a little shamozzle um, at, at at one stage in the game, and um, it was held up for a few minutes while while that took its course. And um, uh, Tom Childs cut the kick out then, and 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 was involved a couple of times in working it up the field to Morris O'Sullivan, and. He blasted over the a winning point. Now the umpire initially waved it wide, but but 
Timmy McGrath, the referee, was absolutely adamant that it was over the bar because he frantically waved in Tim to put up the white flag. Um, I can't pass a judgment on it. Um, it. It looked tight to me, but obviously Timmy McGrath had a bird's eye view of it. So we'll, we'll, we'll go by that. But, Jack, in the overall context of this group, um, this has been a very, very, very tight group. And um, I, I have to have a certain amount of sympathy for St. Kieran's for the simple reason that they have lost both games and lost both games by a point. You know, which is very, very hard to take now. And they're they're into they're into the they're into the relegation semi-final where all three of the four um of the relegation candidates um are relegation contenders or uh, not contenders for relegation, I suppose relegation dodgers or whatever you call them at this stage are known in the Pallylanders and, and Galblia are in there with them. Um but I suppose you know, at the outset of the com- of, of, I suppose before we should we should preface everything by saying, going into this weekend, like six of the quarter finalists are are known. Um, so like there's only one group where there's anything to play for, and we'll be talking about that in a minute. But Palestine and and Galtie Gales is, for the want of a word, a dead rubber, or a free pass. Whatever you 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 wish to call it, but it is um, it is I suppose all about avoiding what might be coming down the tracks, in in that um, who you might who you might meet in in the quarterfinal, but I I have a sense that this getting this victory under their belts, having put um, the whole relegation issue to bed, that. Um, Galtie Gales now will be able to express themselves and let go, and and um, you know they, they 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 have a game now which you know their future is not de- de- dependent on, and they're guaranteed a, a quarter final at least. So I I think it's probably you you you'll see a different um, Gales this 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 coming this week um, uh, now. Obviously, Ballystein. Um, had a very good win against St. Kieran's as well. Now, it was tight. I I think this one is going to be equally as tight. And uh, I'm of the mind that I'm going for a draw on it, Jack. Draw? Yeah, I, like, obviously I'm in the Bellicine camp and I would never back against their own side. But, like, just the nature of a one-point win over Kieran's for both sides, you'll be thinking that it will be close. I fancy Bellicine by a single point. But, um... You rightly mentioned there with the with both teams true, it's probably a chance for teams to express themselves, maybe try a few things that go either way. Now, you don't want to you don't want to say who's gonna come true to their side, but we'll get onto it there in the Pierce game in a minute. But you would fancy there to win there. And it probably is a bit of a bonus to avoid a dare in a quarter final to get another game under your belt. But look to win a count championship, you're gonna to have to meet the likes of a dare um along the way somehow. But to call but it, when it comes, gonna... Jack, when it comes to the knockout stages, you have to meet them all. You have to meet yeah. what's in front of you, you know, full stop. Yeah, but there probably is that small caveat of a, an incentive there to, to top the group. And I suppose it does give a team confidence to go into a knockout stage with two wins as opposed to a win the last. So, like, even though both teams are true, they'll definitely, well, Palestine definitely, I know, I, no doubt, Gadget Gales will, will definitely be gunning for a win, but. I'm going to say Ballycene win by a point. Uh, you're going for, for a draw. Um, you bet, you backed against Ballycene in the first round and it went wrong. So hopefully. And I, ba- I, back, I, ba- I backed against um, 
I backed against Galtigueras in the first round. I got plenty stick. Um, so, Bob Childs will be all out to prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah, just uh, on our predictions, this was the predictions last weekend. Obviously, we were wrong here with Kieran's and Galtigales. Uh, Galtigales obviously won. Ula Napiershig a lot tighter. Ula with a, a late goal <coughs> to win by a point. Uh, Badlanders, Monlene, we both predicted Monlene to win. But Monlene actually had a comprehensive win at two eleven to five against Badlanders, and then the performance of the round was obviously Father Casey's against Galbally three eleven to one two, and we both predicted uh, uh, Father Casey's to win. That was that leaves it with six seven in my favour <laughs> so far. Ballystein just keeping me <coughs> edging you out there for the top spot. But moving on to Group Two, when we mentioned the game Adair and Apiershik. This is the group with something to play for. Um, Adair obviously beat Ula in the first round fairly comprehensively. Ula looked for all the world like they were going to fall to the se second successive loss against Napierstrick, but a last-minute goal got him a 1-9 to 1-8 victory. That means Adair versus Napierstrick and Adair win um, has Adair topping the table. And Napierstrick win, and then we come down to points differential. Like a, um, an Adair or a Napierstrick win will knock out Ula on my reckoning with the scores. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah. But can you see past the three three times winners in the last four years of there? It's very, very hard to see it, Jack. It's very, very hard to see it. Um, uh, they met last year and there was there was a huge margin in it between them. Um, albeit it was the first round, but um, subsequently, um, uh, as you rightly pointed out, was it off air before we spoke uh, that that um that um. Adair subsequently suffered a loss to Father Casey's in 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 the, in the second round, and I think that they will probably be mindful of that uh, this year, and um, like they, they they won't want to slip up for a second year in a row. So, in in that regard, but you know when when it comes to the head to head on it, um, it's very very hard to see beyond beyond Adair now. Um, Napierschik will will be competitive. They will, they will be competitive, and um, like the, it, it depends on how they react to the defeat by Ula, and in particular, it will depend on how they react to the circumstances of the defeat by Ula. Um, a, a last-minute goal that puts them in the situation that they're in now can, you know, have an adverse effect. But if they can get over that, if they can part that and and um, play their own game. Then I think that they can give plenty. They'll give plenty of it to a dare, but I I have to go for a dare by about five points, Jack. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say with a dare by seven. But the only thing for Napierschik is, like they really put up to Ula, and that that'll be a game they rue. And also, you mentioned the teams in that relegation battle already. Um, St. Kieran's, Galbally, and Badlanders are all there. They all would have had probably thoughts of winning the competition, and now they're at the other end. So like. For an appear like a dare is safely true, um, from what I can tell, unless they get unless they lose by an awful lot. But um it's it's just the relegation battle is somewhere that no team wants to go. And it'll probably give the Napiershik that small bit of a boost, but not enough. Not enough. And um uh, it, it, were they to lose, as far as I know, the permutation is such that, that they will be facing St. Kieran's in the relegation mm. semi-final because Ballylanders and um, Galbally are slated to meet in their semi-final. So uh, it would mean that St. Kieran's will 
more likely than not be playing either Napiersik or Ula. And were were um, Napiersik to lose on 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 Saturday evening, and I'm tipping it there to win, just like yourself. Um, I think that um, yeah, I I I find it very hard to see that Napiersik can overturn Adair. Yeah. Um, uh, Adair now it it'll be the last game before the quarter final. There's going to be a three or four week gap, and you know they they will want to go into the break and you know on a high. So. Um, yeah, I'm going for a dare, no question about it. Yeah, I'm going to go for a dare as well. I'll go for seven. You said five points. Uh, moving into Group 3, uh, Mahone Lean kicked off their campaign with a, a 2-11 to 5-point win over your own Badalanders last weekend to, to book their place in the knockout stages against Lahan and Mahone Lean, like uh, Ballystine and Galtigales. Um, not a dead rubber as such as you want to top the table, but nothing to lose for both sides. Um, a City derby and probably... The first time in a long time that we've had a city derby between Clahan and Mona Lee, and I imagine Clahan will be eager to make up for last time. I think it's 2010. Yeah. Was the last time that, uh, that these sides met. And uh, it was a city derby played in the East. It was played out in Carrick and Leash. And it was a low scoring city derby, 2 3 to 1 4, in, in favour of Mona Lee, if memory serves me correctly. Um, yeah, no, Monaline. I saw Monaline in, in the league final against Newcastle West. I made this point last week, and it conditioned my thinking that they'd beat Ballylanders, and I was hugely impressed by him. And um, like now, going into the Ballylanders game, there was always the caveat for Monaline in, in that they had, in recent years, a very, very poor record against Ballylanders. They had met in the three previous years and Ballylanders had won all three. Now, um, Ballylanders, um, and I'm I'm not uh, making excuses for Ballylanders here at this point, don't get me wrong. Um, Ballylanders suffered the loss of their talisman, Jimmy Barry Murphy, after just three minutes, um, which was a huge loss. Um, now, that is not to say that that, that was the difference. Um, they were comprehensively beaten. And speaking to people that are there, were hugely impressed by Mona Lean. Now, I saw Clahan in the first round who beat Ballylanders by a point. And I was very, very impressed with Clahan, as I said to you last week. And and um, I would put Clahan in the same category as Galti Gales. Like the monkey off their back of getting that first win was absolutely crucial. And I saw potential in, in, in the Clahan team to, to drive on. Um, like they played some very, very good football. Um, like it, if you know what I'm what I'm trying to say, they won by a point, but it was a comfortable one point win, if there's such a thing. Mm. Like they, 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 they could have won by more, and I don't think that Ballylanders would have legitimate arguments had 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 Clahan won by more. No, uh, they conjured up some very very good moves, some put put some nice passages of football together. And I, in a way, I think that Mona Lean will suit him. You know, now it's it's a huge it's a huge city derby, and Clahan come into it. You know, it's only 1986 as far as I remember, Jack. Clahan won the county double, senior hurling and senior football. You know, and they have seen very bad days since. And certainly the footballers and the hurlers to a lesser extent who reached the junior semi-final last year 
Um, uh, but um, the footballers have turned the corner, and they have the sort of a team, Jack. They, they weren't just a team that um, came up through the intermediate overnight, as it were. Um, they were battle-hardened to get out of uh, out of the intermediate. They were hovering around there for a couple of years, beaten semi-finalists, beaten quarter-finalists, even a beaten finalist one year, as far as I remember. And, and you know, they finally got over the line. So they are battle-hardened. Ha- I thought in the game against Belly Landers that they didn't look one bit out of place as, as a senior team. Um, f- physically very strong, play, play, play good. And play good football. This game is going to be very tight, but I think it's 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 a it might be a bridge too far for Clahan to to win the second game, um because I I would have Mona Lee down as one of the serious contenders for outright success in this competition, and for that reason I'm going for for Mona Lee, but I expect. Um, I'm expecting a serious performance from Clahan on it because, um, like Galti Gales, and we spoke about the sense of relief that was in Galti Gales to get the win. The same, the same sense of relief Jack was in Clahan. Yeah, I look, it, it's it's a free shot. I'm I'm agreeing with you there, Monaline. Um, we've said it at, at length this year. Does they seem to be a team that are building, and if they can get it right, that they are definitely contenders. I have them by four points. Would you go? That far or a bit closer? Three, I would say. Three. Now we'll see who comes on top. But we're both going for one lean. But no, um, Cahan got three goals against Bally Landers. They were hmm. very, very well crafted goals. The goal, the third goal in particular, which came at a crucial stage, and it it, it gave me a sense of the resilience that's in Cahan. Bally Landers had come back from being five points down to draw level. And they conjured up this majestic goal, and just just some some excellent play, and like it, it it was the classical response. It, um, you know, the classical ideal response, um, but not um the, the type of response that you would expect from a team that would be under pressure, um, to get a first win. It it it, it was very very well crafted, a fine goal, and um, they got three good goals. So like they're capable of scoring goals. Yeah, well, we'll go if they can get enough goals, they'll they'll beat any side. But and capable uh, of blocking him at the other end as well, Jack. Yeah, a hesitant guess uh, or a hesitant vote from one lean, but it promised to be a great game, and the two teams are true anyway. But I suppose in Group Four we have the tie of probably the group stages in, in the championship, and it's one that we spoke about when the when the draw was made. Um, Father Casey's versus Newcastle West. Um, Father Casey's, as I mentioned, three eleventh, one two winners over Galbally. Um, really hit the ground running. Um, Newcastle probably have a, had a stuttering start against Galbally, but with both teams through, they'll both be looking to, to lay down a marker, and this is one that will get anyone excited. It is, I suppose, not only the tie of the round, but possi- possibly the potential to be the tie of the group stages. Um, I saw Father Casey's, uh, sorry, I saw Newcastle West twice already this year. I saw him in the league final, was disappointed with him. I saw him in the um, I saw him in the first round of the championship against Galbally. Was disappointed with him. Um, they put themselves into a very very comfortable position, and allowed um, Galbally creep back to to within two points and within um, a shout for the penalty in the very last minute. So um, that 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 isn't impressive for him. But I, I have a sense about Newcastle West that. Um, Newcastle West's um, championship bid 
is something that's waiting to take off. And I, I, I think um, there has been so much focus on this game with Father Cases that their focus, um, maybe from the start of the competition, maybe later on, on, on the meeting with Father Cases, because you know the great rivalry, great Western rivalry, you know the great rivalry that, that that's there at minor and at under-21 at under level. Like, um, they are two of the giants of Limerick football, particularly at the underage level. And um, we, we've, we've seen Father Cases, um, you know, Father Cases had a big win over Galbley. And like we saw for the cases last year and this, this, you know, unless they have got that consistency thing right. And just, you know, that's a big ask. You, you, you saw last year and you alluded to it earlier on the, um, the way that, that, that they defeated it there in the group stages and then got overturned by yourselves, Palestine pretty comprehensively in the quarterfinal, Jack. Yeah. You know, um, so um, I'm going for Newcastle West. To, to, to finally make a statement that they are around for this year's championship. I'm going for them by about two points. Yeah, I have I have Newcastle down by, by two as well. I'm going to change that to one. I think Newcastle's a greater experience will tell, but this is a young Father Casey side. And as we mentioned before, like if they can get their younger players through and playing like they do at minor and 20 level, they're, they're serious contenders. I think they'll give it to Newcastle. I think Newcastle will grind out a victory, but I don't <laughs> like whoever they place in the quarter final. I think they'll go in as favourites, regardless. Like they're going to play Clahan Monlin, so the winner Monlin will play. Or sorry, if Monlin win, they'll play the losers that game. If Clahan win, they'll play the losers. I still think Father Casey's and Newcastle will be favoured, regardless of who they face um, coming through in the quarter finals. Yeah, I wouldn't. Totally agree with that narrative at all, Jack. Yeah. Um. I. I'm. I've been impressed by Mona Lane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Look, this is that's that's down the line. Um. That's game thrust of Florida. But just um for anyone that's that's looking to go out and and visit your local club, the I know these games are tickets only. Um. Checking on probably your club's Facebook or Twitter page. I know I'm barely seeing that it's just up on our Facebook page. Galti Gales are the same. To get the ticket um, for the game, Galtic Gales, Ballystein on Saturday in Clahan at quarter to seven. All games on at quarter to seven. The Pierce Gadir is on in Saturday in Clarina. Monley in Clahan in, in Cahardavon um, on Saturday. And Father Cases from Castle in Fina on Saturday. Um, about watering games, Matt. Um, and hopefully one of us will get a prediction right because none of us have got the scores right yet. We've got most of, I'd say I've got seven out of nine. You're six out of nine so far. But um, hopefully we'll get close to our predictions. But um, this what, 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 you know, what saddens me about it is, Jack. I'm not saddens. What disappoints me is that there there is so little riding going into the third round. Yeah. You no, know, like um, it's free passes, or as I said, or dead robbers, or whatever you like to call them. But three out of four, like you know, let let us let, get back to the two sixes as soon as we can, if we can. Yeah, that's. I think everyone will agree with that. It just gives teams more of a chance to know about themselves and other teams as well. But look, we'll we'll take what we have. Moving on to intermediate championship, there we had four games last night. Obviously, a lot of the games weren't played, um, because of the All Ireland. But looking at the results last night, the standout result was in Group One. Um, Kildare Palace Henry two fourteen, Drum Broadford one thirteen, and we probably 
Single out Drum is the favourites after such a long period in the senior championship with Kildano Palace Kennery hitting the ground running and they're straight away in as contenders after that result alone, Matt. They are, they are. Um, uh, now, we did make the point about Kildano Palace Kennery like that they will be trying to juggle between hurling and football and <clears throat> and the level of crossover. Um but it was a significant victory for them because they'll go into the senior championship now with a real decent chance of, of um, you know, <clears throat> having put qualifying for the quarterfinals of the intermediate football to bed. Um, I don't think they've played Krikora yet. No. That was so, the first game in that group. Yeah. And um, were Krikora to beat Drum Bradford um, at the weekend? Um then, you know, it would be Krakora and Kildama Palace Kenry that would go through. Now, it, it, it's a huge disappointment, um, uh, obviously, for, for Drum Bradford, um, because I, I, I certainly was expecting that, you know, that they've, they've, they've built such a great tradition all, all, over the last tw 20 years, um, Jack, that um, I, I felt that, you know, that, that they, they would have enough. Um, to get over Kildaimo Palace Kenry. Because certainly Kildaimo Palace Kenry haven't rooted up any trees since um since since they were promoted as as junior champions. Um but like you almost felt that there was a hardcore of very, very good footballers there. And um but lurking in the background was this 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 um this this thing of, of juggling, hurling and football. Um, and the hurlers were on such a good run, but um, like the, the, the footballers have produced this performance now, and it may be good enough to get to the to, to the last um, to the last eight. Now, obviously, you'd expect a, a response from Drum Bradford. Now, in 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 terms of levels, like Drum Bradford and Krakora, um, they, they they were poles apart last year because Drum Bradford were competing in the senior championship. And um, whilst Krakora Manister were coming from nowhere, because I, I think very few people, maybe outside of the Krakora Manister um, camp, <coughs> would have fancied them to win the Junior A Championship last year. Hmm. But win the Junior A Championship, they did, and here they are. Now, I, I think that's one, that that's going to be a it's going to be a right cracking game. Now, the type of pressure that we spoke about, Kahan and Andrew Bradford. Is going to be it's going to be on um, Krakora now, because like this is their first game. It's their maiden outing um, in, in at Premier uh, at Intermediate Football Championship, and they will want they will want to put down a marker and they 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 will want to get rid of the pressure right from the get go of looking over their shoulders and you know the the map the the road map is a lot clearer for them now. In that they know, win, and we're through. Simple as. Whilst were they to be playing Kildare, um, you know, I suppose because Kildare Palace Kenry coming down the road, and I think that's on next Thursday night, is it? Uh, I'll just get the the fixtures up here for you now. Um, Krikora, the second of September. Is that Thursday night? Sorry, I'll check here on my calendar. It is Thursday night, yeah. Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Krakora and Drum kind of 
No, it needs to be done this weekend. Drum have to win. Yeah. Kokora don't have to win, but a win will will send them through, and that would be huge for them in in, in their first first year back. Um, moving on to Group Two last night, uh, Munger St Paul's beat St Pat's um, four nine to two six. Now I'm unsure did St Patrick's have their talisman Garrod Hegarty, but probably an expected result. Um, Mungris now are in are get a buy into we'll say round three of the group stages, and up next in this weekend it is Raquel versus St Pat's. It's a different one, a difficult one to call. Um, but I still think Raquel are probably a, have the talent to play at senior level. Uh, I think Pat's probably had their chance. They're probably in a, in a, in a peer transition like Raquel, but Raquel have a lot of young players coming through and I will be tipping Raquel by probably three or four points to, yeah, to get over. I, 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 I agree with you there. And um, of course, um, the, the, the victory of Mungret St. Paul's does, doesn't entirely surprise me because um, at this level, intermediate football, um, Mungret St. Paul's are a breakthrough waiting to happen. I think Um uh, that, that, that they'd break back up into senior ranks. And um, they've been hovering around there like Clahan for the last couple of years, you know. And, um, he, you know, I think the talent is there. So that, that, was, that, wasn't, um, that wasn't a major surprise to me that, that they beat St. Patrick's. Um, I agree with you totally about Raquel. Um, uh, Raquel, I suppose, for a couple of years there after coming down from senior, went through a, an element of transition. But they have an exciting young team again now um, and a couple of old heads thrown in, you know, which won't go astray with their level of experience. So I I, I think um, Radkeel are capable of condemning St. Patrick's to relegation, to avoiding relegation to the relegation playoffs because that will be St. Patrick's fate if they lose again. Yeah. As I said, I said Radkeel by four. What do you think the margin of victory will be in that one? I think it would be tight three or four points, I would imagine. And just on, on Drum and Krikora, you, um, you never nailed your colours to that. To well, I'm, 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 I'm going for, um, I'm going for, um, I'm going for Drum um, to bounce back. You know, the stakes are so high for him. Um, I, I'm going for him to bounce back and win by a couple of points. Yeah, I, I have Drum by five. I just think they're probably... They're a bit too strong for Cora, and it's tough for Cora to uh, your first game at, at the level is against um, perennial contenders in the senior championship like recent years. But look, that's the fate they have, and you wouldn't put it past Cora because they upset the odds um, last year. And moving on to, to Group 3, um, last night we had Jura Griffins moving into the knockout stages, 2-16 to four points win over Palace Green. Um, Palace Green obviously had beaten Glynn and Jura Griffin's got a walkover so both of them were true beforehand but a, a statement of a ten, intent by Jura Griffin's who were last year's finalists Ah, oh, certainly a statement of intent um, but um, are we absolutely certain that it was a walkover for Gerald Griffin's? Because uh, I'm, get, I'm getting conflicting messages on that I heard from people from Jura Griffin's that it was a walkover and there's no fixture down in that group this weekend. No, there is no fixture down. So if, if that be the case, Griffins have topped the group and topped the group, um, well, on the foot of be beating uh, Palace Green very, very convincingly because Palace Green and Glynn did play 
And um, I, I, as far as I remember, Palace Green won one eleven to one five. Yeah, I think that was some, the score. Something in that ballpark, but um, uh, like that was a huge score by by um, by um, Griffins last night. And like you must remember, Palace are not too long down from senior. Mm. And it's not too long ago. I'd say about three years ago, since they won a county. Was it under twenty one A? So, so like, um, it 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 was a fair achievement on the part of of Gerald Griffins. That was comprehensive. That was a comprehensive statement, in my view. And look, Jack, we had no doubt from the start of this competition, but that Gerald Griffins were bound to be contenders. And I think all they did the other, all they did last night was reaffirm that fact. But they reaffirmed it very forcibly. Yeah, I think I think Griffins are the favourites, not only contenders, are the favourites getting to two successful finals. And you, we've seen now what Celtic Gales and Clon have done at the senior ranks. It just shows how close Gerald Griffins are. But at the end of the day, only one team comes up. Um, as you rightly said, Gerald Griffins are into the knockout stages. Um, in Group 4, there was a comprehensive victory for Brough last night over Moline. 7-9 to 2-4. Um, that keeps all the teams in Group 4 alive. St. Sennans obviously had a big win over Brough the first day. I think it was 3.13 to 7 points. Monoline play St. Sennans this weekend. Um, a win for Monoline will bring it down to points differential. They'd need a big win to overcome that Brough last. But I can't say anything other than St. Sennans. And going straight into predictions, I have St. Sennans by, by 12 points. And I think that's a cautious enough vote because... Brough showed you can score goals against Monoline's second side, and St. Sennans definitely fancy a goal. Yeah, and um, like Monoline, uh, we, we, we were just wondering, you see, coming into this championship, Monoline was a bit of an unknown quantity for the simple reason that um, uh, who was committed to the senior and um, who was eligible for, for the intermediate team and what have you, because... Like they are the only team in, in, in the championship that are competing both at senior and intermediate level, which is huge credit to Monoline out there. Like they, they, they won the 2019 Junior A Championship, which again is huge credit to them. And um, like they, they survived by the skin of their teeth last year in that they beat Mount Collins in the relegation final. Now, Brough did have a big win over them in the relegation semi final last year. And um, I, I, I'll tell you, it, 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 it has been a difficult journey for Brough for the last couple of years. And um, I, I, I think they will be so happy to get that win under their belt and to get it so comprehensively under the Look, Jack, we, we, we always seem to think that, that there's always good hurlers in Brough and all that sort of thing. But I, I, I can tell you, and I've seen over the years, there's always good footballers in Brough as well. And, and it's a question, can they get it together on the day? And there, there is a core of people out there that are very dedicated to football. And um, like, as, as I said, they, they, they've been dicing with relegation for the last number of years. Um, uh, like, they, they, they've been in one or two relegation finals. Like, they sent Castlemahan through the trap door, I think, was it in 2018, in, in the relegation final. And um, like, um, it's a huge monkey off their back to get a win. I, I cannot see Monlene turning it around against St. Sinan's. Because St. Sinan's have to be one of the contenders for the championship, Jack. Mm. You know, they, they have to be contenders. And and um, uh, I, I'm, I'm going for Sinan's by say, 10 points just to differ with you on, on, on the margin. But, um, you know, I, 
I don't differ at all with you in the slightest and that that in in thinking that it, it looks like being a comprehensive win for 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 St. Sinans. But having said that, credit credit to Monaline for fielding both sides. And I thought this year maybe um I saw a number of new players on the Monaline senior team and during the league and what have you that maybe some of the more established players would have dropped down or whatever, you know, and that they'd have juggled them and up and down, that sort of thing. But Obviously, it hasn't happened, and that they're they're they they are in difficulty now to preserve to preserve intermediate status. But um, the their first task is to get over Saint Sinans. I, I cannot see it happening, um, um, Jack. I'm I'm going I'm emphatically going for Sinans on this one. Yeah, both going for Sinans there again. Um, we nearly have all the same predictions. Just scores differ a small bit. Um, I suppose looking into the junior championship, we'll just go through just the fixtures for this weekend. Kappa versus Castleman, Ate versus Croom, Cathedral Keane versus Mona Gay. There's no games. Group 4, Hospital Herbstown withdrawn. Um, Benog versus Drum Broadford was played during the week. Benog now play Mungret, Napiercing versus Pally Brick and Boromore, Fianna Kilmeady versus South Liberties, and Adair versus Camo Grovers. I suppose after round two of the championship, Matt, has anyone else taken your fancy? in the Premier Junior Football Championship or the Junior A Championship? Well, I, at, at the outset, you know, you know, I, I fancied Chrome and um, they, they were comprehensively beaten by a T in the second round last night. They were my fancy from the start. <laughs> yeah, they were your fancy from the start. Um, and, um, um, you know, but it, it's, it, it is the group phase. But I, I think it was a very, very firm statement from, from, from a T. They won the county intermediate league this year, um, which was the right way to bounce back following following relegation last year. And um, they, 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 they look well poised now this year. That that was that was a comprehensive win over Croom. I think it was 4.15 to 1.11 or 3.15 to 1.11. I'm not sure the result now, to be honest, Joe. Was... It, was, it, it was decisive, Jack. Um, it was decisive. Um, but as I say, it, 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 it's the group phase, but certainly Atea, and I still think Kroon will, will, will be in the shake-up um, in, in, in that competition. But um, uh, certainly it's it's advantage Atea at this stage. But that, 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 for me, was the standout result so far this week in that competition. Now, Ban Og got a very good win earlier in the week uh, against um, Drum Bradford. It was played in Nakaderi on Wednesday night. And... Um, uh, a significant win for 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 um, uh, Ban Og because they they would be in the same category that we spoke about um, Galtie Gales, Clahorn, Krakora, you know, coming up, um, trying to trying to find their feet at the higher level and trying to make a, make a statement and do some consolidation and certainly that was kind of you know consolidation on on their part and they get an opportunity maybe now to 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 go on and. Uh, advance to a quarter final, which would be very, very good for them now because they've won the South um, Junior B Championship in 2019 and 2020, and they won the County Junior B uh, Championship in in 2019, and they were they were prohibited from going up because of the change in the structure in the championship, but they got that opportunity now. And it would look to me, Jack, apart from the withdrawal of Hospital Herberts down there now, which is very, very disappointing. It's it's very disappointing to see a, any team having to take that step. Um, and and ha- Hospital Herberts have have a good tradition at junior football and indeed at senior football level. Um, 
that that they would have to take that step. Uh, in, in, in fairness, I um, we we did suppose this at the, the very start that that the county board had got it pretty well right in in bringing in the Premier Junior A Football Championship uh, alongside the Junior A Championship, and um, it looks from the results anyway. The, the results are encouraging, Jack. Yeah, they are, and it's look as we said, you can't get all these competitions there on the group stages. We'll definitely, as the, we approach the latter end, the business end, we'll be going more in depth. I suppose moving on to the inter-county scene, and obviously we've we've a full preview or review of Limerick's All Ireland win, um, that was posted earlier on our Facebook, YouTube, Twitter pages, as on Spotify or SoundCloud. If you want to listen to myself and Matt um, discuss. Limerick's All-Ireland win, which was incredible. Um, we gave our opinion on All-Stars and compare where this Limerick side are in, in the annals of GAA. But I suppose moving into um, the ladies' football, their season came to an end at the weekend. They lost out 112 to four points against Wicklow in the All-Ireland semi-final. Um, they went into the game as underdogs. Um, started all right, but I suppose... Um, Wicklow's class really tall, and they were fully deserving of their 11-point win. Yeah, I watched back the game. Um, uh, disappointing, you'd have to say. Disappointing into probably overall what is a disappointing year. Um, uh, like, you know, we're in, we were in the junior championship, five counties taking part, and we, we just got in by the skin of our teeth with four qualifying. That in itself was probably disappointing and didn't 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 put us in a good position going in. But that there has been an acceptance right from the very start, um, whether rightly or wrongly, that that um, this particular competition, this particular junior championship, is we close to lose. Um, that 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 they've been such firm favourites, and um, we've come up against them twice, um, and come up against them at crucial stages twice, Jack. We we came up against them in the opening round of the league, you know, which, like, in a league, or, um, in, in, in a league competition, what, what you want to do is get after the best possible, oh, sorry, the, we, in the first round of the group phase of the, the championship, the league section of the championship. And really what you want to do in those circumstances is, is to get off to the best possible start. And here you were slap bang against the favourites. Now, Limerick did quite well, actually, that day against Wicklow. They pushed them hard for a long, long time. But I think on that particular day, Wicklow reaffirmed their credentials as being the team to beat. And um, they have done nothing since that, that would alter that viewpoint or alter that expectation. So really, they, they 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 were up against it, and I I, I presume um, Donald Ryan will probably be happy that the season is over, um, and that um, that Limerick can go away and 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 regroup. Um, let's let's hope we have a good county championship coming up, um, and um, uh, let's let's take it from there. Now I was out on Friday evening to see the 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 under 16s they they, they won the monster c final against against clare um it was the second time they had played clare in the competition and um, they played them a couple of weeks prior to it in martinstown um and uh, lost by a point and they came back on this occasion and limerick won by eight um and really kept the best wine to last um 
really on the home straight, they they, they hit him. Cueva McNamara from Nakeni got a couple of goals on the on the home straight, and there was there was no way back for Clare. But at least to some bit of ladies football silverware for the for, for the year, and congratulations to um, John McNamara and his management team, which includes, of course, the one and only great John Quinn of Galtig Gales. Yeah, well, congratulations. I suppose there was some positive news for the ladies footballers. And moving on to the Camogie, it was a disappointing weekend, um, like for the ladies footballers, but the junior side can take so much from that last time um, with our match I mean, the competition is, is a story of another day. But to lose out by two points in an epic game uh, on Saturday evening, um, 3-8 to 1-16 loss. Um, Pat Ryan's side were off the flyer, 2-4 to 5 points. Armad turned the screw a bit and then Limerick get back for another goal. And So unlucky in the end, Matt, not to get that goal they so badly needed. But a huge performance from such a young side. Huge performance from a very, very young side. You're right, Jack. Um, huge performance. Um, I watched the game back somewhere twice. Um, uh, like really, really so much positives, but a, a disappointing result. Um, uh, you're right. Um, they're, they're, you know, arguing whether our mass should be in it or shouldn't be in it. They shouldn't be in it. It's quite simply. Um, they won the All-Ireland Junior Championship last year and the object of winning a championship is that you, you play at the higher level the following year. So how, how that came to be, I, I, I don't know. But it is what it is. But certainly um, an awful lot of positivity to take out of it. And Limerick led... Limerick led um, they, they led at halftime by 2-7 to 1-7, Jack. Now, they did not score in the third quarter. Now, that was the defining period. And um, Kira Donnelly, um, she was the, um, the Armagh centre forward. In that period, Armagh scored six points and she scored all six between freeze mainly and play. But on the resumption, immediately after the resumption, after the second water break, um, th that put them... Um, uh, that put um, Armagh three points up at the second water break, um, 113 to 2 7. Um, LB Larkin got Limerick's first score um, immediately after the second water break. And Limerick got a cracker of a goal from Valerie Shannon. You know, the, the goal, goal poacher supreme, but this was a bullet. In the, um, not a goalkeeper in the world would have saved it. And it put Limerick ahead. It put Limerick ahead with less than ten minutes to go because it was a later, it was one of those later water breaks that stretched to 18th, 19th minute type of thing. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, they were not able to build on it and did not score again. And Armagh just got, you know, they just grounded out, they just ground out. Um, Kira Hill got an equaliser, um, and then it went into injury time, level and all to play for. Um, but Miss Stanley came up with a couple of points in injury time. I think she scored 12 points in all. Yeah, 12 which is, overall. Which was um, phenomenal. And um, But an awful lot to chew on for Pat Ryan. An awful lot of positivities. Um, uh, a lot of sweet stuff to chew on there. Um, some very, very good performances. We got a sense of the value of Michelle Curtin. Um, uh, fantastic to see her back. Um we saw another top-class performance from from LB Larkin. Um, Shauna Cunningham had um, I, I I thought was very 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 effective. Um, Valerie Shanahan, of course, uh, you know an awful lot of, an awful lot of positives. 
from 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 the young side and um, uh, the, the, the defense stood up stood up very very well um you know and um you know they were against the all-ireland champions and mm. and um like we're not going to hug that anymore but it, it is annoying like but um um you know the, Great credit to those that prepared them. Um, they came tantalisingly close to knocking them out. And uh, had they knocked them out, they would have been playing Clare this weekend. Who, yeah. who, they have all, who they have already beaten this year. Yeah. That's just the way these things fall. So but I... uh, without wanting to drift into what might have been, you know, um, overall, good, good, good performance. Uh, the seniors finished... Um, the, the, the season on a high note with a victory, but you can say that the juniors in defeat finished the season on a high note as well, giving great optimism for the future. And that there, there, there will be three or four of those players that I don't expect to see on, on junior ranks again. I expect to see them going up. I was just about to say, Matt, um, it'll be the last we see of a Sheridan in a junior jersey, but they'll be moving on to the senior ranks. And it's a good problem for um, the management team to look at next year. That is um, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And overall, it's probably a positive enough year for the Camogie, considering 2020 was a low point with the, the seniors losing all their games and the juniors not even getting a chance to play a game. So it's definitely an upward curve for Pat Ryan and the, the Camogie teams. Well, sure. They, you, you know, they, they, they were within the last puck of a ball of being in the All-Ireland quarterfinal. That penalty um, in, in, in Newcastle West. Very, very last minute when Laura O'Neill poked out the ball, the final whistle was called. Um, <coughs> Wexford had won by two points or a point, you know. They were that mm. near being in, in, in a quarter final. And I, I, I was hugely encouraged, Jack. And I, I said this a um, couple of weeks ago in the immediate aftermath of it happening. I, I, I the, the, the pressure was on them the day they went to Offaly. It was really on them. The, day they, the, the way they responded that day, I was hugely encouraged. I saw a lot of good qualities in, in the team that year, that day. And if with an infusion of a bit of new, fresh blood coming in, coming up through the ranks, um, you know, we, we hopefully it will be onwards and upwards. Yeah, onwards and upwards for Limerick Camogie, um, building towards better days. I suppose we were remiss of us, Matt, to, to finish without um, paying respect and I suppose tribute. We lost two in the, the Limerick J family during the week. Obviously Parry Kennedy of Adair um passed away sadly just after the All Ireland final and PJ Garvey passed away during the week. He obviously played hurling football with Limerick. I don't know if you want to say anything about them Matt, but from yeah. all here and there we'd pass on our uh, sympathies and condolences to both families. Yeah and I suppose you, you we'd add a Todd family into it in the family of John Mulcahy the of Tappamore. Um, the last surviving member of the 1947 National League winning team and and one, one of the great hurlers of his generation. Um, I, I certainly would be like to be associated with with, with, with your remarks, unfortunately, for um, all three families. Padre Carney died immediately in the aftermath of the um, All-Ireland final and PJ Garvey, who I remember so well as, you know, um, playing minor uh, hurling and football with Limerick and Indeed, and senior, 
um, with, with Limerick and with, with, with Hospital Herberstone was 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 a very serious athlete and a very, very serious player and somebody that dedicated an awful lot of his life um, when he hung up his boots um, to the promotion of, of, of Gaelic games and help, helping out young players. Um, very, 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 very sad to hear of their passing. And I suppose it puts into perspective um, uh, the, the, the whole... Um, the whole week, like we have, we've seen the highs of Sunday, you know, give it, give, giving way to, to those low points and, and to the Carney, Garvey and Mulcahy families and their extended families. I, I would like to concur with your expression of sympathy. Again, just uh, the Carney, Garvey and Mulcahy families, all, all sympathy descended from here and I suppose from all in the, the Limerick J family. Um, that kind of wraps up this weekend, Matt. Um, we're finished Winter County now for the year. It's it's been brilliant um, for the senior hurlers to get another All Ireland win. It was great for the senior footballers and the minor footballers got to Munster final. The minor and under twenty hurlers got to Munster final. Um, there was growth in the Camogie, probably the spine for the latest footballers. But it's been a, it's been a very positive year for Limerick overall. And after many years in the wilderness, we'll take anyone we can. We will, we will. Um, like, you know, we we had seven trophies at the end of last year. Um, uh, we've won this year, isn't it? Um, but I suppose it's the one that we wouldn't swap for any. Two, the monster. Oh yeah, sorry, we've two, two, two. <laughs> we're, nearly, we're, we're, we're you know, it'll tell you how we're gone in Limerick. We're nearly taking these things for granted now, Jack. <laughs> There's only All Ireland finals, but uh, I suppose one thing about. Suppose, yeah, but I suppose um, even though we've had this huge success in recent years, I think the thirst and appetite from the Limerick faithful, just regards the senior hurlers, is as fever pitch as it was in 2018. We've there's a load of new fans and games. People, um, I suppose, probably co- maybe coming back to hurling after a while away, or, or new fans, and it's look, you'll take everyone and. 40, we take 000. everyone, and I see people going around with Limerick jerseys now, and they're hanging off them, and they're half on them, and everywhere, and you know. But it's it's it. As I said, that people 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 um people have just bought into the whole thing, you know, and like the the players at this stage, you know, five days after it, must get a sense of what they have achieved and what it has meant to the communities around yeah. this county. I I just. You just couldn't overstate it enough, Jack, what it has meant. I've been among the communities now for the last couple of days. And as I say, I went into um, foreign territory yesterday, into our opponent's territory for the day. And um, like magnanimous, as, as 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 you would expect from, from Cork. And, you know, disappointed to be beaten, but um, happy that it was beaten by a team of that quality. You, you know, there's very, very little shame in it. And you know, you know, without wanting to harp back on it, you asked the question: Would Kilkenny had they won done any better? I don't think they would. No, I, I don't think so. Um, just no, you talking there about we're, the... we're, we're into being into hype, being hypothetical now at this stage. But I don't think they honestly would. I don't think anybody in the face uh, of that onslaught could have stood up to it. I think I've heard it as well. I think a select fifteen of from around the, the country wouldn't have beat Limerick. On Sunday, or just at a different level altogether. And I, before we finish, um, I don't know if you noticed on the screen, on you might have seen it on the pitch on Sunday. There was a lovely picture of Nicky Quaid, Barry Hennessy, Graham Mulcahy, and Paul Kinnerk with their children, and 
I suppose the, the new the new crop of Limerick players are coming sooner rather than later. And they're, they're getting an earlier introduction to Croke Park than we did, Jack. Yeah, they are. And com- congratulations to the four lads. I mm. think I think John Kiley in his post-match uh, interview quip, uh, at one stage quipped that um, the camp was like a maternity ward at one stage. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, congratulations to the four lads. Just to say, it was a lovely, it was a lovely shot, a lovely, a lovely, lovely image, which just goes to show, Jack, life goes on outside of hurling as well. It does, but we'll definitely take this success as we're getting it. Um, again, huge thanks to you, Matt. Um, a full round of football championships look forward to this weekend. And obviously, next weekend, we have the return of all those hurling heroes with the, the kickoff of the senior, premier, intermediate, intermediate, junior hurling championships. So a really enjoyable week weekend. Look forward to an, an exciting week next week. And I, as we finish, um, I'll play a different clip. It's a clip for the Winnacouga uh, Limerick GA and partners at Lions of Limerick are given the chance to win a Cougar. So I'll play this promotional clip uh, and that'll be that. So thanks a million, Matt, and we'll talk again soon. Okay, you're welcome, Jack. <laughs> Looking for your support again, folks, with our fundraiser for Win a Cougar. And we want you to visit winacougar.ie. Oh, you've been! Come out, come out, Tony, come out. I didn't think that 57 inches would be made for two, Tony. Hooks and socks only. Where'd you buy the tickets, Sam? Good question, Tony. Kind of a car is it again, Sam? Fordcougar.ie, isn't it? How much are the tickets, Sam? How much are the tickets, Sam? 20 quid, I know the answer to that. It's going to be great to drive it up and down. Thanks to Lines of Limerick for their continued support to Limerick GA. What's electric at all?